So welcome and thank you so much for being on the podcast today and for this conversation. Uh, welcome to the FinGen Show. Thank you so much for signing up. I appreciate the invite. It, uh, it's a very, I'm honored to be on it because uh, I know that you're doing some big things and it's, it's great to be on a show that, uh, you know, is uh, highlighting entrepreneurs. I love it. Yeah, well, you're actually another awesome entrepreneur. So I would love to just have maybe the audience just a little bit about your background. What did you do before your business and how did you get to your business? Yeah, so um, I was I was in I majored in finance, graduated Wayne State in 1999. I moved to New York City and I was a trader for a couple of years there. Um, 9-11 brought me back home and I was uh, I stayed in finance and I was uh, working for a financial uh, advisory firm in Birmingham. And my dad wanted to get out of the family business. And so after being in for about 30 years, um, he was willing to let it go for a song. And I felt that we had a little bit more there than what was what it was being sold for. And being in the financial advisory world, I looked at my dad's finances and he was not gonna be able to make it uh, for, for too long for what he was selling it for, what he had compiled over the years. Um, so he said, he's done. And I said, I'll, I'll take it over. And he said, okay here you go. So nine years ago, I started working double duty for a couple of years, uh, full time for a couple of years. And um, I, I just always had this feeling that that business had what it took. I just didn't know that we, we put everything into it. My mom and dad worked very, very hard. And they were that very, very typical mom and pop shop. We're going to just keep it small, keep food on the table. That's all my mom wanted out of it which is what they got for many, many years, which is awesome. They taught me how to work hard and I took it over back in 2011, late 2011. Yeah. It gave me just so much goosebumps everywhere, man. I mean, that's what a story. I mean, this is really what a lot of entrepreneurs really do, right? You don't do it because you want to get rich and famous. You do it because you want to put food in the table, fill a need within the community, figure out for your you know, husband, wife, kids, family stuff. And assuming that the story with so many millions of entrepreneurs all over the place. So yeah. thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. So I would like to elaborate a little bit because you said you were double duty, just so we could understand really what it took. <laughs> what did you get? Walk us through those couple of years. What happened? What did you do? Yeah. I mean, I had a nine to five job and um, you know, for what the business that my dad was trying to exit out of, it's a family business. Uh, we were, were in the pizza business and uh, it's a convenience store with a pizza pizzeria inside of it. And um, like I said, I was working nine to five and the business was not making enough for me to just jump off of one and onto the other. So for you know, two straight years, I was working nine to five and then the rest of the day at, at the store and, and trying to build that back up you know, build some processes, some systems and, and really try to create, you know, it's, it's that show me, show me the money type of moment. You know, I wasn't looking for the money. I was just looking for customers. I just, <laughs> we just needed customers to walk in the door. So for two straight years, it was advertised with every last penny that we had in the bank. Um, literally, like we were check to check and the bank was like, it would, it would climb from sales and it would go to zero pretty much. And then it would climb from sales and go to zero. So we were advertising in my first year, I did like literally four times the ads that we did the year before. 
And then the year after that, we did another four times what I did the year before that. So I was really just pumping it into marketing. It's either we've got it or we don't. And so I was betting that we had it by just like literally flooding it all into marketing, trying to get people back in the door with coupons and deals like that in the kitchen, you know? That's incredible. So, I mean, did you plan that, Amos, or did you did you have a plan in your head? Two years, I'm going to be done. One year, I'm going to be done. Just walk me through that so you can help others. And the goal of this, as you know, to bust these myths that, you know, all these entrepreneurs are multimillionaire myths saying that you're not or you shouldn't be. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, most of the times we don't really start with those intentions. We start with just like you did, right? You wanted to, you don't want your dad to let go of this awesomeness that he worked all his life for yeah and you're like i could do i could do something with this that's really what it came down to right so sure. and you know, it sounds like a solid career to to move into this uh, craziness world of entrepreneurship <laughs> yeah i mean listen i've always been uh, my dad's always wanted to do his own thing you know instead of buying a franchise of you know he had a video store back in the day when videos were kind of hot he was always trying to do you know what the big guys would do and and honestly any anybody can do that and he never wanted to work for anybody necessarily and so i kind of you know the apple doesn't fall far from the tree uh for for the work that i did do outside of college it was mostly independent you know it, it depended on me so um i i learned that from my dad um so you know, I, I was always working on commission. I was never really a salary. I never worked for, I only had one corporate job my whole life outside of college. So yeah. So I've been in, in and out of business here and there. When I came back from New York, uh, you know, I tried to open a second location for, for the pizza place. Didn't work out. So I was like, eh, let me get back into my finance world, you know, fall back on my degree. Uh, I'm glad I got that. I had that degree in my back pocket. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of effort. And I did not have a plan like drawn out. I'm like, the only way I can get people in the door right now is marketing. I just know marketing from college and, and knowing that's how people bring, you know, potential sales in the door, you know, uh, and treat everybody with the utmost, like, you know, uh, uh, Jack Ma said it from Alibaba, you know, the, 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 the his staff is first, his customers second, shareholders are third, you know, and I, I did that without knowing that I was doing that, you know? Um, so I came in, we made staff changes. We made sure like phones are being answered, you know, like we're not running out of slices in the window, those types of things that just, you know, get everybody on a page versus like just doing whatever. Right. So they had a TV in there. They were watching cable during the day. And I'm just like, this is not business, you know? So we, we made some changes. Yeah, it's this. Thank you so much for sharing that because I think a lot of times we, you know, people focus on the big things. And I really have always believed that little things is what makes these big, small businesses do really well, is paying attention to the little detail that everybody else seems to brush. Everybody yeah. can have a big building, but what happens within that building is what makes you unique and why people would show up to a beat up building from the outside. But this place is awesome. And they'll just continue to come because it's all about the little details that you paid attention to. This is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing such a wonderful story. So the two years was not necessarily a plan, but it became a two years. When yeah. did you decide or figure it out at least it's time for me to be full-time, it's time for me to let go? When did that moment happen per se, if, if you can recall? 
Yeah, I mean, it was definitely, I started to unwind in year three and started to let go of one because I was starting to like really latch on and love what I was doing, both with my staff and, you know, things started coming coming in together for us, you know, um, and it was, it was looking good and it felt good. And so I started unwinding out of um, that business more and more each and each year for the next couple of years. Uh, so I was doing less and less and less and less. Um, I haven't unwound out of it completely, but it's manageable. Uh, both businesses are manageable. They both still take up a lot of time. You know very well uh, when you are, you know, you've got to, tr- uh, productivity is, is, is not that easy. You got to schedule it in, you know? So scheduling is a very big deal when, you, when you're busy, right? It's great. Yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm aware. So just a couple of things maybe we could leave the listeners behind with. So when I say entrepreneurship ecosystem, does that even mean anything to you, Amos, or means nothing? Or do I speak a foreign language now or what? (laughs) So when I first saw that term, I did not really understand it or grasp it. You know, I had a feeling of my own interpretation and that's just, um, you know, kind of just entrepreneurs sticking together, doing things together, growing together. Um, making sure that we are, you know, staying as strong, as strongly together as we possibly can to help each other out. That's what I thought it meant. That's okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not looking for the right answer or for an, I'm just looking for your answer. So that's the right answer. And then the last thing is if, if you were to leave someone today with an, with a piece of advice about your journey, what would you tell those aspiring entrepreneurs to do or not to do either one? Yeah, I think that whether you're climbing that corporate ladder, which there's nothing wrong with that at all, um, or you're 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 chasing an endeavor that you're you have a strong feeling towards, um, both require like inordinate amount of work, uh, and depending on what that business is, or whether you there's plenty of corporate people that work 50, 60, 70 hours a week out there. Accountants work 70 hours a week every year for five straight months. So, you know, doctors work overnight shifts. I, I told my wife the first couple of years, like, hey, look, if, if I was, uh, you know, um, the doctors that first join on, what are they, the residency, right? How many hours are they working? It's, it's not much different. Um, but when you're enjoying what you do, you're willing to do that, you know? So, but that, that balance becomes a, a bigger thing, you know, balancing work, life and play. That's, that's what needs to stay at the forefront. You know, keeping that all in balance is, is the tougher part, but it's hard work, no matter what you're doing. Great. Well, I mean, I could keep you here for hours and I know that, or for days per se, because I have so many questions that I would want to learn, but I feel like you've given us plenty of nuggets to, to look forward to. So doing what it takes sounds like is what you did. Yep. Maybe not having a plan initially, but going in with the, with the, with the mindset that I'm going to make this work. And figuring it out as you went through, it seems like something you also did. And you sounds like you also leveraged, from my perspective, resources that you had, right? Like your parents' experience for running a business, their desire to wanting to be in their own, you know, sphere per se, that probably influenced you in many ways that maybe you didn't even know it at the beginning, that hopefully you can see it now is unfolding. So where do you see you a year from now? Where do you see you uh, five years from now? And how did COVID uh, affect your work? Sure. Well, as I just to just to 
rewind just a little bit on, uh, you know, I'm a, I see it and I do it kind of thing. And as I get older, I realize how much I actually saw from my parents and what I do. All I do is I leverage what they taught me, really. I mean, at, at the base of it is, is just leveraging what you learned, right? So you learn, leverage, and go further. That's the goal for me anyways. Um, but yeah, uh, my one year, um, you know, from, from the first two years when I didn't have a clue, today we budget different things like marketing and, and, and ads, and we've got an expansion happening. So, you know, there's a lot more that you're, you're you, the great thing about business is you're always going to learn. It's not just like, hey, we just do this once and we repeat. It, it's always changing and COVID is a perfect example of that. Um, caught us off guard, um, really had us uh, thinking out of the box, which was great because my team did an awesome job of, you know, putting together uh, our store became 100% online and people could order anything out of our store, including food and beverage right out of this right offline. We had an online platform and we just exploded on that. So that was really nice. Uh, we were delivering contactless. So we were trying to keep our finger on the pulse, what was happening out there and trying to just ride the coattails of the big guys. If they were doing something, we're more nimble in so many, so many other ways. So we were able to like leverage a lot of those things. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a crazy year. Uh, we thought out of the box and we had our best year ever. Um, hopefully in, in, in uh, this coming year, we'll complete our expansion and we installed a carry out window automatic doors, thinking of the future. People are still worried, you know, like they're not gonna have to touch doors at our store. They can walk up and just like ice cream, they can grab it out of the carry out window, anything that they order. So, you know, just thinking outside the box, how can we service our customers? What do they deserve for being such great supporters of this little store, you know, so. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, your little store, I know it's very much loved. So uh, that's very clear. Thank you so much. Uh, so it sounds like COVID affected you in a initially negative way, but then you were able to rechange your model with this online sales and windows and things of that nature and delivery. So this is fabulous. I think a lot of people can learn from that, that you can't stop, right? You got to try to figure out what to do with what you got. Yeah. Some had no choice, but you you figured out a way to make it work. This is fabulous. That's entrepreneurship. You have to keep thinking about making it work or how to make it work. I'm I could keep you here for days. I want to be respectful. Thank you so much. Um, and I know um, we'll make this maybe we'll stop right here. I want to thank you for being here. And I want if people want to learn more about you or about your pizza place, what should they do? You could visit us at www.tanyaspizza.com. T-A-N-I-A-S pizza.com. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, basic stuff, right? You got to get uh, more customers walking through the doors. <laughs> so that's the goal, right? <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much for making time. Um, I'm going to stop it right here, but then I have a few questions. If I remember, you're, your parents are immigrants here, right? Yes, they came in uh, 67. Wow. So you're the first generation. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. Fantastic. And where did they come from? I, uh, you know, I couldn't they're remember. Iraq. Yeah, they're from Iraq. Oh, okay. So yeah. do you speak a little bit of Arabic or they didn't teach you? Uh, I learned, I'm Chaldean and I speak 100% of, uh, I'm 100% Chaldean, yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's impressive. Thank you. Yeah, that's that was the first language I learned actually before English because they were still so um, fresh here. My grandparents were with me during the day and my parents at night and everybody spoke Chaldean. So 
I have no choice uh, but to learn that language first. And it's and it stayed with me this entire time because my grandparents uh, didn't speak much English. So I kept it in my tool belt and uh, I, I practiced it as much as I possibly can. Yeah. Are you planning to teach it to your kids? Uh, well, no, <laughs> probably not. They're 14 and 12 now. So uh, they, they know a few words, but not much. Yeah, you need those grandparents uh, babysitting every day. That's what yeah, you I do. I do. For sure. <laughs> well, so good to hear from you. So good to see you again. Please stay in touch, Amos. And once we release these, I'll send you a link so you could promote it as well. That would be awesome. I can't thank you enough for having me on the show. It means a lot. Thank you so much. Well, come on. Of course, if you need anything else, you know, I'm here to serve. You know that. This is kind of like my attitude. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I know it has been. A, that's your trait. And it's a great one. Thank you. Yeah. Have a good night. Appreciate it. Have a great night.